Welcome back to Origins and Adaptations, episode 44. Is it really? Yeah. I am Andrew. Well, time flies when you have... I'm Cody. Yeah. Time flies when you're having fun is what I was going to say. It, yeah. Especially when we're having audio fun. You sound great. You always sound great. It's so great. We have a long episode for you. Because uh, we missed a week. Yeah. It's not like I did this on purpose. But no, it's just, yeah, we missed a week. Happy 4th of July. Late 4th of July. Go America. For those who don't live in America. That was a whole week ago now. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, good friend proposed mm-hmm. July 4th. Yeah. Shout out to you. You know who you are. Yeah. he's. I hope he's listening. I hope he's listening. He listened to the last one. so He did. He did. He's a good friend. Good boy. <laughs> <laughs> he's a beautiful boy. <laughs> okay, so going on to starting with some news. Uh, just getting right into it, Cody. Let's get right into mm. it. You know, let's get right into it. So there is controversy. Let's give it to him strong. There's a controversy. There's huge controversy over controversy. over images divided states of hysteria. Do you know what that is? No, keep going. Okay, so it's an indie comic that was released. Pretty much, it's a shock value comic. That's really all it is. And in one part of the... It's the Marilyn Manson of comics. Uh, I feel like it's going... It's, like, even worse. Really? But there's there's a scene where... Like, I don't even like talking about it, but we gotta. Uh, there's a scene where there's a trans woman. Or trans dude. They're trans. That's all I know. Uh, and they're kind of like a prostitute. And they're being paid. And then when the guys find out that they are this person... Mm-hmm. Um, they pretty much beat up the person. Um, and the person, like, fights back and kills these two guys and becomes, like, B.A. And so there's – there was, it was controversial because the trans community stood up and was like, how dare you represent the trans people like this? And the the author came out and said, what I'm doing is showing a – a level of it's called United States of hysteria, like the America, the United States have fallen apart. So it's not supposed to be an uplifting story. And he was saying he was showing someone who was treated a certain way and who was able to rise above that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're not seeing it as that. Oh, you're say- so they're seeing <clears throat> it as oh, now you're painting as his vengeful. Yeah, or life. like you hate trans people. Like, they're calling him transphobic. Wait, so didn't he have the transgender person fight back, though? Yeah. How is that transphobic? I haven't even thought about that. I guess that's what it would be. Yeah. I've never... I just weird. I've never heard that spoken before. Transphobic? Transphobic. Huh. Mm -mm. I mean, I've heard homophobic. Yeah, and Islamophobic. I haven't heard that one. I've heard xenophobe, which is essentially... You haven't heard Islamophobic? Islamophobic? Yeah. See, Where my, when they're specifically scared of no, that's not even that's people. not even real English. I don't think Islamophobic. That, that just sounds <laughs> just slapdash. Isn't that Xeno- modern? Isn't so that, xenophobia is has to do with fear just, of immigrants from other countries. Yeah, foreigners. Yeah, yeah. No, um, Islamophobic is strictly uh, you are afraid of the Muslim religion. There are people who are afraid of all kinds of religions. Yes, I. I don't know. I, I feel like fear of religion is a very common thing for a lot of people. Yeah. It's interesting to me that 
that's the one that gets the name. Islamophobic is also that's the one that gets its own special yeah, little sidebar. It's bar. also connected to racism. Like, yeah, apparently, if you don't like a religion, you're racist. But that's because they put Islamophobic. The funny thing is, like, if they say you're racist because you're Islamophobic, aren't that makes them racist? Because then you're assuming that all Islamic people are Arab. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are there are Muslims and <laughs> there are Muslims who are uh, Chris is outside. But uh, that was funny. Uh. Yeah, so I am. I'm no, I see where you're going with it. Yeah, interested with this whole thing, and what I like is that image didn't. Image didn't fire the guy, and they're they're continuing on with their comic, and they even said that the writer is like an upstanding citizen, like he's a good dude, and that the stuff he's writing about and that he's putting into this comic doesn't portray him like these aren't his actual thoughts this is just stuff that's in this comic Mm -hmm. so uh good on image i think it's really cool that image is standing up for him uh and actually going through with it yeah that's great (laughs) well one thing that i just want to add is you can't just positively portray every single group whether it be uh sex you know or race, religion, you can't just positively portray everyone. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah. It's it's interesting. It's really weird. Next is going to be Patty Jenkins. Do you know who Patty Jenkins is? I do not. Uh, she's the director of the first Wonder Woman. Uh, she is confirmed for Wonder, Wo- Wonder Woman 2. And I am excited because she was a competent director, and so, out of, I mean, out of all of them, she's the one that's done the best so far. Mm-hmm. I just, I, this will see if it, if it's actually her that's able to do it or the original writers. Because if she can make Wonder Woman 2, which I am actually more excited for than the first Wonder Woman, because it's going to be, hopefully it's going to be more modern day Wonder Woman fighting like awesome giant creatures so i heard that the second one is going to take place in the 80s oh okay (laughs) that's what i heard oh okay uh what's up i want modern day wonder woman that's i don't want time period wonder woman but okay why oh you're just saying you want to cut to the cut to the chase of where she's at now i mean they did that with the first one like the beginning and ending started in modern day but, I mean, that's just what I heard. That okay. it could just be that there are snapshots, you know, that, mm-hmm. that go back to the '80s. It's, yeah, it, it doesn't mean that it's all going to take place. I like the '80s, so I think yeah. it would look cool. Um, one thing that I think the '80s, like going going to an era like that or the '90s, what makes it great is it looks relatively modern, but you still have like all the social media, all the like technological stuff that kind of gets in the way of normal conversations and blocking, which in my opinion translates to screen best. I don't, I'm just weird. I don't really like tons of social media and tons of things like that in my movies. No. Like I get that it's real. Like it's there. It exists. But, um, I think there's too many times when I see someone reach into their pocket and send an email and it's just like, it's just so mundane. 
That yeah. was one thing that I thought was so lame about Batman versus Superman. He emails them. Oh yeah, that was the stupidest thing in the world. It's just so. It's just so stupidest thing in the world. There's no, it's lackluster. There's yeah. nothing cool about it. And the weird thing is, like, even now, like, if I have something important to tell a friend, I'm going to call them. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to send them an email. Like, come on, or a text. Yeah, I, I, I was watching some. Uh... Hey, BT Dubs, forming together a group called the Justice League. Here are the people. Like that's pretty big news, and you're emailing it. Yeah, and people's like PPL. It's not even fully formed sentences. 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 Am I derailing us? We had another train of thought going, didn't we? <sighs> Wonder Woman two. Wonder Woman two. Eighties. So what I'm saying is, I wouldn't be upset because I I like the eighties as, as yeah. a time period, but I see we yeah what you're saying. You want to you want us to catch up to speed with where Batman is, where Superman was. Yeah. Uh, I just want to, I want to know what Wonder Woman is doing right now because in the comics, she's an ambassador for Themyscira. Like she, she goes out into the world, uh, specifically, usually the United States, uh, and she's an ambassador, which it seems like she's an ambassador for Paris or France hmm. um, because she's at the Louvre. But maybe that's just a little headquarters she's got. Yeah, but, but yeah, I don't know. That's just that's hearsay. Who knows? Hearsay. Uh, Evan Peters. Do you know who that is? Returning for I do not. X Men Dark Phoenix. He is going to be Quicksilver in X Men Dark Phoenix. But you know what? I I don't know how I feel about that because uh, I did not see him as Quicksilver in um, anything else. No, I saw him in. Uh, I saw Days of Future Past. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, you just didn't. You didn't, I didn't see, see apocalypse. apocalypse. No, so got there at the same time, maybe even slightly before you. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So, but just news: he's returning. So Quicksilver will be in Dark Phoenix, which is interesting because they just introduced Jean Grey. How do, so how do you feel about that? Because I mean, obviously, I stopped feeling about the X Men movies a long time ago. No, well, <laughs> no, just uh, I know we've had this. Yeah. No, I'm I'm saying like, do you think? Objectively, do they even need to do another Dark Phoenix saga? It, no. Yeah. Okay. I think this is this is ridiculous. What I'm saying is, regardless of how you feel about the the past X Men movies, yeah. I think we don't need a Dark Phoenix saga again. No. Like not I mean, not yet. Yeah. You need years and years of strong and films G- building up these characters. The characters who are in that story haven't even been in no. the movies enough in the oh, past few Jean years. Jean Grey was introduced in Apocalypse. Yeah. And okay. Yeah. It's just too rushed. Yeah. Well, she had too. to have been because she wasn't in Days of, Days of Future Past or First, first class, class, and I saw yeah. those. Oh, uh, yeah, and her not being in First Class was, you know, one of the reasons I was upset at First Class. But You were just upset that First Class wasn't the First Class. It wasn't the First Class. Freaking Havoc was in the First Class, apparently. You know, Cyclops' younger brother is just going to be one of the first X-Men. Okay, that's cool. Well, they had him be his dad. They changed it. Was he his dad? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Because he's he would he, well, it would have died ha- it, in the second one. He it would have to have been his. I mean, he Cyclops wouldn't have been born yet. It was it was what year was it? 1960 something. When did when does first class take place? There's no way it could have. I been don't know, his. but Apocalypse is only like ten years later. And Cyclops is like maybe you're right. eighteen. No, they they just made him his older brother. 
or they didn't even correlate. I don't know. I didn't see Apocalypse. Maybe they talk about Apocalypse. Maybe I have to see Apocalypse. You know. Maybe we should watch the movies that we bash on. No. I mean, okay, okay. It's the I, only I'm kidding. One. I'm it's kidding. The I'm only, kidding. It's we, the we, only one. We, we watch every movie we bash besides a few. I still haven't seen the Fantastic Four movie. That's one. Do we really need to see it? <laughs> no. I've seen, and Ghostbusters, the, the latest yeah, one. Yeah, Ghostbusters. Those are two that got such unanimously unfavorable reviews from fans yeah. that I feel like at that point it's kind of like just best leave it unwatched. Yeah. I'm just trying to think. Yeah, I think those are the only ones. I mean, the movie we bashed the most, Batman vs. Superman, we, we saw together. Have I bashed that one more than I bashed uh, uh, Suicide Squad? Suicide Squad. Yeah, because su- Suicide Squad is so forgettable that you even forget it's a movie. Yeah. Whereas BVS still is a like a dark part of our heart. Yeah. That it's there. Yeah. Yeah. Um So you'll find you'll think this is interesting. Heavy Metal, which is a uh it's kind of like a magazine, but it's like a comic magazine. Mm-hmm. They do like more mature dark stuff. Is going to be publishing a comic called Iron Maiden. Ah. Iron Maiden, Legacy of the Beast, a comic starring Iron Maiden's mascot, Eddie. Really? Yes. That's freaking sweet. You hear yeah. that, Scott? Yeah. You hear that, Kevin? No, so, that, uh, that sounds awesome. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Oh. oh. <clears throat> My name isn't. <laughs> you have to remember, his name isn't. It's Piplock. About three of them. About- <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Thank so- God they were ugly. <laughs> But yeah, so Heavy Metal is publishing. What do you think about that? Do you like that? I think that's a really cool idea. You're I've gonna... never I've never seen a comic book based on a band's mascot or really anything that a band has created outside of like a concept. I know Alice Cooper has Welcome to My Nightmare. Of course, Coheed and Cambria have the Amory Wars. Yeah. Um, but I've never heard of a band or really anyone doing like their own comic book where it is about their well their not, not not their own because obviously kiss did that kiss, yeah. kiss had a comic book series where they were the main characters but that's different yeah um i think it's really cool that maiden has a is going to be having a run where their mascot is the main character yeah. that's, that's pretty cool and does legacy of the beast mean anything well is there's a... an album called number of the beast and okay. that's like their big album so i okay. guess it's trying to say it's you know correlated yeah. to that okay Iron, Ma- Iron Maiden's legacy is merely that uh, that album is, you know, one of the most iconic metal albums of all time. Okay. Uh, so Marvel's Inhumans, uh, the TV show that's coming out this November, is dropping, or it dropped, and I am so disappointed. I am so disappointed, Cody. Like, I don't want to watch this. It does not look good at all. Uh, first of all, none of the characters have their costumes. Black Bolt, who has like a signature look, even, I mean, his his logo is his costume, uh, is wearing a like a three-piece suit the entire time, like a business suit. Hmm. She's like, why? 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 What's going on? Uh, all the Inhumans in uh, Tillin which is the inhuman homeworld, which is the moon, 
Uh, they all are human. They look human. They all look very generic, which makes me sad because a huge part of Inhumans is that something changes, like, physically on you when you change. And then you have Medusa, who just kind of, like, has semi-long hair, but in the comics, Medusa... Well, Medusa has the snake hair. Yeah, she has the snake hair, and she can she can control it. Like, mm-hmm. it's, like, awesome, and she uses whips. She can, like, construct people, suffocate people, but she can control her hair. This person just looks like she's wearing, you know, a, a red wig. Weird. Just, it looks so bad. Does it even look like fake snakes? No, like, no. Well, Medusa in the comics doesn't have snake hair. It just, it looks, it kind of looks like snakes because she moves it mm. like so, but... It's not like it has... So it's not based off of... Or it's not that similar to the Greek goddess. No. Uh, It's... I mean, she's called Medusa because she does stuff with her hair, which is... Yeah. Uh, Close enough. Karnak doesn't even look like Karnak. I thought there was a comic book character who was like Medusa. Like, like, like just, you know, kind of like how there's Ares, and then there's Thor, and there's a lot of other gods and stuff in comics. I thought Uh, they had a Medusa somewhere. If there is, I, I do not know. Hmm. I can't think of her off the top of my head. No worries. Uh, but yeah, so the it just looks bad, and I'm upset because this could have been a movie. This was going to be a movie in 2019, uh, and they decided to pull it, which just annoys me because it could have been done well. And yeah, so disappointed. I am disappointed. Kevin Feige says Avengers 4 will be the end of a 22 movie arc. 22 movies. Homecoming 2 will be the, the beginning. End? Yes. Homecoming 2 will be the beginning of a whole new era, which will be the... F- so Homecoming 2 is going to be the first movie after Avengers 4 to start off this whole new era of Marvel movies, which means, which tells me that multiple main big uh, characters are going to die uh, or retire. You know? Right. Or pass on the baton. So, which will be interesting. And I'm pretty sure one, I, so I think this is how, this is how it's going to go down. I think Iron Man's going to die. Yeah. Iron Man's going to die. Captain America's going to pass on the baton either to Falcon, where he'll become Sam Wilson, Captain Falcon, mm-hmm. or Captain America, Captain Falcon. Falcon Bunch. Um, or he's going to give it to Bucky, who was the first Captain America after Captain America. Right. Um, either of those two could do very well. Uh, we will see them. Uh, how do you feel about that, though? 22 movies. That's, they're saying that's You're one You're saying that's, 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 that's where they're going to be? I'm, I'm, I'm confused. Avengers 4 will be a t- the 22nd movie in the MCU. Okay. Really? Yeah. I didn't realize they had made that many already. Yeah. Well, See, Iron I would have guessed there was in the, tw- like, you know, in the, uh, teens. In the yeah. teens, yeah. So there's Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 2, Thor, Captain America, Avengers. That's six already. Mm-hmm. That was the first phase. The second phase starts off with Iron Man 3. Uh, then I believe Thor Dark World. Yes. Then Captain America Winter Soldier, uh, Avengers 2, 
Avengers Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. That's 10. And then Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. And Guardians. Phase Guardi- 3 Guardians starts off. What, where does Phase 3 start again? Phase 3 started with Civil War. Okay. Uh, and then, I think. Yes. I, yeah. I think I think it was Civil War. What came out that What came out in that November? Mm, Civil War. Because Ant Man came out in like what? July. Strange came out after Civil War. Civil War. Yeah, it was that. It was that uh, November following November. Mm. I'm trying to think. I don't think we got anything. Because I'm pretty sure Civil War is the first. The first movie. Of Phase Three. Ant Man. Ant Man was after uh, Avengers: Age, Age of Ultron, but it was part of Phase Two. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was the next. I think that was the next one after Ant Man was Age of Ultron, or was Civil War. Mm-hmm. And then after Civil War was Doctor Strange. I lost count, but Doctor Strange. There's been a lot of them. Yeah, over ten. That's over ten. I think we're at like fourteen, fifteen. Uh, after Doctor Strange with Guardians two, uh-huh. then Spider Man Homecoming, Thor Ragnarok this November, next February or May one of the two, uh is Black Panther, and then we have. I want to say Captain Marvel, but it actually might be Avengers three. I think I think it's Avengers three. So do you know the. Has is, is the premise been released for Avengers 3 yet? Uh, it's Infinity War. I think it's called Avengers Infinity War. So. Okay. Uh, which, it's weird because it's a two-parter. It's it's part one and part two. So, which will be interesting. And I think, I they're, don't know. They're, they're making the movie a two-parter? Yeah. So, huh. I don't know. I don't know if Avengers 4 is... The second part, or the that's second part, its own thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I feel don't. like you might get shortchanged, and it's going to be the, which I'm fine with. I'm hoping that not shortchanged, but yeah, I doubt we'll get. I'm hoping that Avengers three is pretty much Thanos just wrecking everyone, and it ends in despair. Like we don't know what's going to go, what's going to happen after this. That is my hope for Avengers, but. But yeah. It's crazy how many movies Marvel has made. I three this year. I really hadn't even I hadn't been keeping track and now that you yeah. list them all off, it's like wow, they really just Well the crazy thing is uh they went all out in the last year or two. The I uh, mostly It hasn't been eight years, but apparently it has been in this universe. Mm-hmm. That they did the end of event like when Avengers came out, to now they did eight years. So that's interesting yeah. to me. Which means, in Iron Man two, Peter was he was like five, Peter Parker. Yeah. Hmm. Which, uh, which also they had this. A little thing where there's a kid in Iron Man 2 where he like holds up he's he's like has an Iron Man mask and like a little toy Iron Man thing yeah I remember and he, like, that holds up. so it's been confirmed that that is Peter Parker cool yeah I mean it doesn't do anything 
but yeah just for fun and he's kind of been in he's kind of looked up to iron man ever since that moment yeah uh well, neat yeah another just sad note but kind of it's it's interesting uh stan lee's wife joan lee passed away yeah I heard uh that. she was 93 so with that news though uh, it's most likely that stan lee will also be passing soon Usually, yeah. uh, they were married for 70 years, over 70 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually, when you lose someone like that who's been in your life every day um, for that long. Yeah, uh, it's like you follow. Yeah, uh, a little part of you goes. Happened with... Um, Johnny Cash and June Carter. Uh, I was just going to say Carrie Fisher and her mom. Her her mom or... Her, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, when Carrie Fisher yeah. passed, like a week later, her mom passed too. Hmm. Yeah. Crazy. Was, yeah. And do, do you know about Johnny Cash and June Carter? No. So he made an album like dedicated to her very yeah. like very Is that what Walk the Line is? Is their relationship? Yes. Okay. Um anyways, like he made an album and it's mostly covers, I believe, it just him and his acoustic guitar and Zoe um, did hurt. Yeah. Okay. And uh he'd passed away, I wanna say like maybe a um, couple months after, after he did. It? Wow. Yeah. Maybe maybe a year or two, but I can't. Okay. It, it was not long after at all. So yeah, it's crazy. Did you guys know? I'm I'm guessing Cody probably knows this. Andrew might know this too. I barely know. Um, Hurt wasn't actually by Johnny Cash. Yeah, yeah it's written by Nine Inch Nails. Trent Reznor. Have you heard the original version? Yeah, actually, I'm a big Nine Inch Nails fan. Oh, okay, so you know all about it. Yeah. Had Had you heard it? Yeah, yeah, it's really good. I yeah. actually, I actually. Uh, I first heard it, the original version, in the season finale of Rick and Morty. Oh, really? Yep. <laughs> I didn't know it was in there. It is. Yeah, the end of season two. Oh, yeah. Is that when he's um, going to prison? Yeah. Yeah. Where he turns himself Yeah, that's in. one of Spoilers. those songs that seems to be polarizing. You have certain people who are like, oh, no, I just like the original version. Or, oh, no, I just, I just like the Johnny Cash version. I remember a kid covered that song at, my, at one of my talent shows at, at my high school, mm-hmm. and he wouldn't even mention who originally wrote it. He said, I remember he he played it and he said, um, he said, I'm going to play the song Hurt by Johnny Cash. And he even said, he wasn't the original writer. That is actually written by this really bad guy. No. <laughs> and, 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 and I'm like, you closed-minded fool. And I'm sure, I mean, oh, yeah, cause obviously you went to, we, were, we were young at the time. And was I'm, it Vancouver? Yeah, Vancouver, yeah. Vancouver Christian. You yeah. know the person who it was, incidentally. Oh, I do? You do know who it is. I'll tell you after the show. I um, think I have a, I don't a good think, feeling. No, I don't think the person would say this nowadays. Yes. It was just really annoying at the time. Yeah. Because, I mean, this is I'm not trying to toot my own horn or talk out of my butt, but uh, I was a little more open-minded when it came to to movies and, and music than a lot then, of my <laughs> friends were at the time as far yeah, as like, yeah, yeah. oh, he's just some bad guy. It's like- Johnny, Johnny Cash led so, just as sinful of a life as Trent Reznor. <laughs> Some I'm bad sorry. guy who has an Academy Award. Yeah. Oh. And clearly did something that Johnny Cash loves so much, he covered it. He covered it. I mean, In an album dedicated to his wife. Mm-hmm. It's written by some bad guy, but I'm going to play the version that <laughs> Johnny Cash covered because he liked it so much. Yeah. Yeah. And, huh, so that, that, p- that makes it good. Me. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know. I just was like, wow. You, we really are in high school. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, you know, I digress. Uh, first time I remembered that song was in the Logan trailer. 
Oh yeah, played. Uh, Stephen King uses an excerpt of, of an excerpt of the lyrics at the very beginning of the last Dark Tower series. Oh yeah, um, he uses the line, "What have I become, my sweetest friend? Everyone I know goes away in the end." Kind of hinting, foreshadowing at the tragedy to come in the book. So, I know this is a little derailed, mm-hmm. but I mean, I already did that, so it's cool. Yeah. Uh, Derail. We're going to go into Dark Tower spoiler territory. So if you have not read the seventh book, uh, or and you and you plan to, and you plan to read all seven books, uh, tune out just for a little second. Yeah, Cody, we have talked about this before, and you said I don't know how this is going to be a sequel. The movie. Well, I said that, but then I know that they wouldn't do it unless they could. Yes. Now that you have read the seventh book, you've yeah. read the ending, mm-hmm. you understand how it's a sequel. Yeah, totally. Okay. It makes sense. It's just the fact that when you're reading the book in context, the ending comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, so, from my understanding, as a person who has not read it, but yeah. who has- Shoot, tell me tell me what you, what you gather. That Roland wakes up after going through this whole journey to find that he has to do it all over again. Essentially, kind like, of like he is back at the beginning. Yes, but it's not. But things are different. So here's the deal. Right? Um, what they hint at, well, not not hint at. What they tell you is, um, he goes to the top of the dark tower. Okay. Now on his way up there, he sees all these little rooms, um, that represent little phases of his life. Okay. These rooms have artifacts, things yeah. that he had when he was growing up he's hearing voices and the dark tower is really the living embodiment of gan which is the god of that universe and um that whole area is called the uh, can cano ray which is basically like god's collective essence okay um anyways it's very specific to whomever is inside the tower at the time okay because it it suggests that it's kind of impossible for two people to actually be in it at the same time. Okay. The Crimson King was locked out of it, which mm-hmm. means that God or whatever was there was like, no. Mm-hmm. So what ends up happening is the Crimson King tried to get into it, mm-hmm. and he's like, inexplicably, they, they never tell you how, he is out on a ledge, like locked out of the Dark Tower. Okay. So like, destiny and God and the universe itself like forbade him from being inside of it. Okay. Um, Because he's so evil. Yeah. Um, anyways, so Roland gets to the very top, mm-hmm. and there is a door, and I believe it's written in, it's etched in this uh, script that you kind of don't really see until the very end, but uh, Susanna, who is one of his quartet members, um, went through a door earlier in the book that had the same thing written on it, only um, slightly altered. And okay. I, I'm pretty sure one one door said found and one door said unfound. I can't remember specifics, but anyways, he opens the door. It leads into the desert, and walking through the door, he gradually forgets all that he just went through. Okay, and it, it suggests that he has done this many times. Okay, and um, and is it? Do they suggest that all that's a little bit different every time? Yes. Okay. Um, and this time, and as the trailer shows, he has the. Horn of Eld, which his um, youngest Kotet member, when he was a, a, a small boy, when he when he was thirteen, um, was the last to blow it at the Battle of Jericho Hill, and he uh, 
somehow lost it. Roland couldn't find it, and like inexplicably, oh, 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 yeah. Roland goes by one of the rooms and sees the horn of Eld, mm-hmm. grabs it, and the horn of Eld is basically this what they call a. Uh, it's kind of like a, a, I hate to say just a good luck charm. Mm-hmm. It basically like. It brings you more good fortune. Okay. So I think what it's saying is this is the last time he has to do it. Okay. So this so this next time that's coming up, which would be the movie. Yeah. He this is his this is his last time. And I think what he does is each time he goes through that door at the top of the dark tower, it suggests that in order to get through and re- repeat the cycle, he'd have to get to the dark tower each time. But I think he refines how well he does it each time. Okay. And uh, this time, I'm pretty sure he's just gonna catch the man in black and just kill him. Okay. That, that's what I'm thinking it's gonna be. Um, Which will be the movie. Yeah. I'm, 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 Do you think there will be a sequel of the movie? I don't know. Or I do mean, you think the movie will? It wouldn't really make sense, would it? No, I'm just wondering. Do you think they'll like it will end with that, or do you think there will be more? Well, I don't think with the way they're doing it now. I mean, like in the in the trailer, you know, Roland even says to Jake, he says, "I will kill him for the both of us." Um, I mean, maybe that's foreshadowing to another movie, but I don't know. I I feel like there's too much there's too much in the trailer which is trying to tell us that I think the man in black's going to die in this movie. They okay. they could I I I know for a fact they're making a TV series that takes place during his childhood. Okay. Um I don't know if it's going to be the same where it's like trying to follow the same canon like they're, they're going to find a young black Roland to yeah. to mirror Idris Elba's yeah version of the character or if they're just going to do it differently. Hmm. Don't know. Um but anyways, yeah, it's basically it's different each time. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And I, I saw the second trailer, which is it's it's a shorter one, and uh, at one point Roland is in a hospital, and they they say like you fell like several stories and you didn't, and you didn't you know there's, there's hardly any broken bones in your body like he broke like one bone, hmm. and and Roland's like I'm he goes I'm stronger than most, <laughs> and um, there's also a line in it where he suggests like I'm really old. Yeah. Like, and it's like, whoa, like, how long have you been repeating this yeah, cycle? This cycle. Yeah. So, it's really cool. interesting. It's it's funny. When I first read it, I was like, I don't know how I feel about that because I was thinking, oh, he's on this uh, gerbil's wheel where he's never going to get out of it. Yeah, yeah. And then I was talking to my friend and he's like, no, 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 dude, he has the horn of Eld. This is the last time that he has to do it. Sweet. So, uh, that was good. I just wanted to make sure we talked about that. Yeah. Uh, Nick Fury is going to be in Captain Marvel. Surprise, surprise. But, uh, so this... If Fury is his real last name. Or is it Furry? <laughs> uh, no, which is interesting because he hasn't been in a movie since Age of Ultron. He wasn't in Civil War at all. Yeah, because Age, Age of Ultron came after uh, Winter Soldier, correct? Yeah. Yeah. I. You know what's funny? I always feel like Winter Soldier is a fresher, newer movie. <laughs> like, they, like it just came out recently. Yeah, it always seems new and fresh. It's like yeah. it's like when you rewatch Empire Strikes Back. It, to mm-hmm. me, it always feels like the new one out of the originals. Yeah, like it's just it's just always the freshest. Well, that's because it was funny. I had someone go, "You really like Winter Soldier, don't you?" I was like, "Yeah." It's an awesome and, movie. And they were just like, I, "I just don't understand why that's your favorite of the MCU," and then. 
there was a comment section on my Facebook about someone had seen Spider-Man, and they said, really good, uh, Winter Soldier still holds the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so then I went into the comment section, and every single person was like, yeah, Winter Soldier is the best one. Yeah, Winter Soldier, Winter Soldier, Winter, Winter, Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. So I showed that to my, fr- uh, my friend. I was like, I'm not the only one who thinks Winter Soldier is the best one. Uh, it's just, it's a well-done movie. Yeah, that movie is That movie by awesome. itself stands alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why, that's why I like it. It, I mean, it is part of the MCU, but the characters are there because they make sense. The part of S.H.I.E.L.D., all the characters are part of S.H.I.E.L.D. There's no outside characters that they randomly bring in, uh, and it just, it fits together. Uh, and it, it was the first one to dramatically change the MCU. Yeah. Uh, and like we like we said many times on the show, the espionage and like the you know going in undercover and being yeah. being incognito and all that, and also that scene where they're talking to the uh, and the fight the scenes. German the fight scenes are unreal. <laughs> the the scene where they're talking to the German Hydra dude on the uh, uh, Arn Arnim Zola on the reel yeah with, with the with the uh, with the uh, old analog yeah yeah reel playing his. You know his thoughts. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Oh, it's not his thought. Yeah, I mean it's it's him. It's his brain. But yeah. Well, where do you, where do your thoughts come from? Your heart don't come from your liver. They come from your soul. Okay. Your foot. Uh, it's actually your appendix. Oh, that's why we need it. <laughs> the, wait. So then, when people get that removed, they have no soul. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> it's gone. It's all gone. Hear that first on origins and adaptations. People without an appendix, you have no soul. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he's going to be in Captain Marvel, which will be interesting. I'm hoping that they do Carol Danvers as Carol Danvers first. And it'll be interesting if they do, if they're just going to have some random Cree show up and he's like, my name is Mar, Cree. the Cree Scroll War. Uh, he just shows up and he's like, my name is Marvell and I've got cancer and I'm going to die. So I'm going to give you my powers because that's what happens <laughs> in the comics. Uh, yeah. And she co- becomes Captain Marvel. She was Miss Marvel for a long time when she had a super skimpy outfit that she doesn't wear anymore. Like she's just naked? No, I'm kidding. She has a different one. <laughs> she uh, had a super skimpy habit, and then she, she just took it off. She's like, she's like, no, gosh, that's that's just too far. We got too risque. Oh, so risque. I'm sorry. How I'm sorry. dare you, Cody? This is a family show. A family program. 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 Pil- pilgrim. Uh, there's going to be a new Batman story called Batman White Knight. Batman White Knight. Yes, with the Joker as the protagonist and Batman as the villain. Can you say that again? <laughs> uh, there's going to be a new Batman story called Batman White Knight with Joker as the protagonist and Batman as the villain. It's it's like an Elseworld story, so it's not it's not like the next story arc. That sounds kind of cool. Yeah. I mean I mean yeah, so where Batman essentially wouldn't really be the same character. No, He'd be neither would character. no neither would the Joker. Right. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. On the face of it, it sounds terrible, <laughs> because I'm like, oh yeah, like just make make Bruce Wayne like, yeah he he has his uh, parents killed and oh spoilers sorry oh uh, yeah uh, 
go yeah, watch he, Batman. He has, he has his parents killed, and he's he's a vigilante, and he's trying to save people. But we're painting him as the villain. Yeah, yeah. He went. <laughs> he's the bad guy. The Joker's just misunderstood. Yeah, you know when he takes off the eyelids of the girl so that way she can always see the light. Yeah, yeah. Do you think? I think I've asked you this before, but you just mentioned that again, and I have to. <laughs> I have to ask you: Do you think they've taken the Joker's craziness to? like just ridiculously unrealistic levels like for instance him cutting off his face and the the face one yeah that that I was, like Scott Snyder but I just like ah, that what? was that was too far for me uh and then he like surgically puts it back on yeah i don't know like he's kind of unrecognizable now and and a well, lot of the he things... doesn't he doesn't have that anymore but he's also kind of dead but now he's alive now there's three of them so i don't know it's yeah. hinted at that one of the Jokers Comic is, books in 2017. Yeah. Uh, it's hinted at that one of the three Jokers currently is um, the comedian from Watchmen. That's pretty neat. Yeah. Makes sense with the foreshadowing and the rebirth trade. Yeah. And, you know, the comedian joking, Joker, joking. Ah. Yeah, it's so close. He, f- he found, like... like The comedian and the Joker are really just the same character. They're pretty much the same character. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, Joker as protagonist. Yeah. Sounds cool. And the, uh, to answer your question with the, the crazy, uh, especially with the, the eyelids thing, I don't think so. Uh, because when I read that, it actually showed me just how Joker thinks. Because the reason he did this to this girl is she had a special power where she could, like, sh- shoot a beam of light and blind people uh, with bright light. Mm-hmm. And so he he found it funny that she was now having the same thing done to her because she had no eyelids. It's just so gross. It is. But it just goes back to, like, he doesn't do things unless he finds it funny. That's true. Yeah. Uh, Randall Park. That just reminds me so much of... Uh, Cape, what happened to the Cape Crusader? Yeah. Yeah. What could possibly be funny about me killing you? Yeah. To when he when he's talking to uh the kid in the parking lot, he's like, "You aren't gonna mm-hmm. kill me, are you?" Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Randall Park, who is in many of things now, which is really cool. He is in Fresh Off the Boat, as well as the Interview, and he is Asian Jim in The Office. He's also in Michael Bolton's Valentine's Day special. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> uh, so he is going to be in the Ant-Man and Wasp movie. Cool. Uh, I think as a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. So um, He's not going to be singing, guess that's what makes us the happy couple? No, I really hope not. Unless he is. The happy couple. <laughs> that would be really disturbing. <laughs> and he's like singing the, the song. And yeah. Like, doo, 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 and Sarah doo, 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 Silverman, right? Yeah. Is going to be there too. Gosh. Uh, so gross. The next DC animated movie is going to be Batman Gotham by Gaslight. So is that a I, is that a story arc? Gotham by Gaslight? Yeah. That doesn't sound like even vaguely familiar to me, okay. but there's a lot of Batman stories. So it's there's going to be the next, I mean, the, the DC animated movie that's coming up is... Uh, is the Harley Quinn Batman movie, which you're more excited for than I am. 
Am I? I mean, I thought it sounded kind of neat. Oh. But I don't... I You like her voice more than I do. Oh, it's Melissa Roush, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that, but I mean, I wouldn't say I'm excited for a Harley Quinn film. It's true. I don't know. Especially... Harley Quinn, I think, is a very hard. overrated character. I... I don't know what happened in the 2000s, but she she became this kind of flavor of the year kind of character, and I don't know, like every everyone wants to cosplay as her now, meaning girls. Yeah. Uh, but and dudes, <laughs> I don't have a problem with her. I mean, I do. I like her with the Joker, but to me, like, there's too much of Harley just by herself now, and to me, it's like she's kind of a package deal with Joker. If he's not around, I just I wouldn't. I don't. You don't care. Wouldn't, I wouldn't even bother. No. Okay. She's cool, but. That's about yeah. To me, what it I is think about her. It is one of the weirdest characters to uh, to latch onto. Like I don't yeah. understand why Catwoman hasn't had more of a thing. No, Cat. I mean, honestly, I'll answer your. It's because she's I'll, not Deadpool. I'll, I'll answer that. I think it's because Catwoman had her day. She was extremely yeah. popular in, in the eighties and nineties. Yeah. Um. Also, I don't know. Maybe it's because. People like Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, and all of a sudden it sparked this new infatuation with how attractive Margot Robbie made her, and now she's being uh, more, I would say, more characterized as like this kind of like cute, sexy kind of chick, and she wasn't really that before, I don't think. Uh, before Margot Robbie, she was. It was, I would say, the New 52 era really started, because that's when she got her own comic book line. Uh, yeah, I she guess, was I guess you're right. My, my memory is my memory's flawed there. Yeah, I guess you're right. She she was getting she was getting skimpier in the 2000s. Yeah, uh, actually, as far as, like, her, her would, clothing was. I would say when that first happened was uh, the Arkham Asylum game. Okay. They real they made her super. Right. They gave her skimpy outfits and everything, and then from then on, she's she's had that, mm-hmm. which is really sad because. Uh, I know that there's a lot of people out there who are like, there's so little female, like solo lead mm-hmm. books, um, and that when girls go in, that this is what they get. Yeah, and also, I mean, and Harley's like, voice in large doses is a little bit too much yeah and i don't look forward to hearing that an entire movie <laughs> regardless of who's doing the voice yeah. her voice is just too much yeah for me uh yeah so the other thing that i'm annoyed about that this is another batman dc animated movie cody mm-hmm. we've had a batman dc animated movie like for the past three there's DC. a lot it's like there was killing joke then there was uh he was in he was a huge part of Justice League Dark. Yes, yes. Uh then there's this new Batman movie coming out, Batman Return of the Caved Crusader mm-hmm. and Batman Gotham by Gaslight. It's like give us other there's so many other DC characters. Yeah. Like give us those characters. Uh oh and then Lego Batman. Just like man. It's over At this point I don't even know who Batman with- I don't know who Batman is anymore. No, I don't either. Give us a Nightwing movie. Give me that. I want a, I want an animated Nightwing movie. I want a live action Nightwing movie. Ugh. And I want Batman It's coming out. And like I want doing it. I want Batman to be in it and done well but not be the main character. 
Yeah, I want him in it for three seconds. Nah, why? Three seconds, Cody. So I want him to be like disappointingly like looking at Nightwing as as he's going to Bloodhaven, and then never seeing again the whole movie. Really? Until until the very end when he shakes uh, Dick Grayson's hand for doing a good job for taking out Blockbuster. Not you, the you've not thought the about this. <laughs> no, I, I think it'd be cool to see. It'd be cool to see Batman in it a little bit, but I five think I think the seconds. thing that I'm uh, getting fed up with is uh, just too much Bruce Wayne screen time. Yeah, and also just uh, not enough Batman being in the shadows and just kicking ass and just yeah. being that guy. Which we there's just be not a, there's just with, not enough of that. Which we should be in the Batman with movies. The Batman. Yes, I'm excited for that. Um, but I would love to see Nightwing. I, I would too. That'd be so good. Do you think they're going to put him in Bloodhaven, or do you think it's going to be Gotham? I hadn't even thought about that. Probably Gotham, because they're going to get something wrong. Kill me now, Cody. <laughs> uh, so, moving on. Melina Vantrub is going to be playing Squirrel Girl. In Marvel's New Warriors, a TV show coming to ABC Freeform. Plays with squirrels. Plays with squirrels. Uh, for those who do not know, she is the AT&T commercial girl. Uh, she also had a YouTube series, or she was in a YouTube series with someone else, and it was really good, really well done. Um, she's really funny, and I think she's going to do a great job. So she had a YouTube series and AT&T. AT&T. Uh, and she's also been, you know, an extra in many things. <laughs> You're weird. Just the, Al- the Al Pacino came out <laughs> the of Al Pacino. Me. That's right. Uh, then DC's Metal series, which I showed you earlier, is almost sold out of pre-orders. So and because it must that, be good. Yeah. And because of that, they are uh, dropping the price from four ninety nine to three ninety nine. Holy cow! That's I mean very negligible. It's a dollar. Hey, you know. Whatever, man. Stop the presses, Andrew. They're uh, dropping at a dollar. To go on top of that, Marvel, with Secret Empire, their current uh, summer series, uh, they added one more issue, and they raised the price. <laughs> well, they sucked then. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it funny how, like, you raise the price a dollar, or no, you, you lower the price a dollar, no one cares. Yeah. You raise it a dollar, it's like, no freaking way! <laughs> Well, the the thing that sucks is that they've done this with, like, number eight. It's like, so these people bought seven issues, and then all of a sudden, the eighth issue, you raise the price. It's like, come on, man. Now I have an incomplete set unless I pony up this dollar. Pony up. Uh, Which is interesting because the reason that I bring this up is it's the reason I stopped reading uh, Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man released an issue that was $10. Good Cody, Lord. $10. Good I Lord. paid that much for East of West Volume 1. Yeah. Which had more pages in it. And the story, the issue, was done halfway through. And then the rest was just, you know, previews of other comic books. Oh my gosh, really? So I paid That's so I paid, weak. I paid six more dollars for these previews of comic books I didn't want to read. Yeah, it was stupid. It made me stop. I was like, Marvel, you're not getting any money except for Star Wars. 
Yeah. I, I Those him, Star Wars comics are good. I give them my Star Wars. But now they're making me mad with this new thing where I get I get Star Wars 32 and it's part two of part five. And then I get Star Wars 33 and it's part four of part five. And then I get Star Wars 34 and it's over. Like there's no part five. So I don't have part one, three, or five. Yeah, you were you were jonesing about that the other day. And yeah. I was like, I, I get that. It's kind of annoying. It's ugh. It's Marvel to the T. We've talked about this with their events. It's annoying. It's stupid. Stop it. Stop it, Marvel. You heard it first. Here. Origins adaptations. Stop it. Stop it. So that is it for news. A lot of news we talked about. We did have a lot of news. There was more, but I took some out because they're not important. We wouldn't say that, would we? It's <laughs> no. just that certain things take precedence, and we also, do have a crunch time. We do, and we're probably going to talk about that. I almost just week. said we do have a crunch wrap. <laughs> crunch wrap crun- supreme? Crun- oh, crunch time supreme. Crunch time supreme. So, Cody, <laughs> we saw uh, a movie this past weekend. Yeah, we saw Spider-Man. Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, you know what was really cool? At the beginning was the... I turned to AJ, and I was like... I already like this movie more than the Amazing Spider-Man movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, it started off with the coolest way possible. I liked that string arrangement of the theme song. It was like a, it was a big middle finger to Sony. <laughs> yeah, it really was because it was playing during the Marvel logo. Okay, yeah, I guess yeah. Yeah, so it was Marvel going Spider-Man's ours. Okay, you know what? You failed. He's ours. So cool. Uh. Before we talk about what we loved about this movie, can I get out my negatives? Because I feel like if I do my negatives at the end, I'm just going to focus on them more. So not only can you do that, Andrew, yeah, but I'm not going to rebuttal you or argue with you on any of it. I just want you to vent. Okay. Thank you. Don't ask me for, you so for my opinions. Okay. I might. Okay. Chris, please. Chris. Chris. Please. No, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> you no. can chime in. Actually, no, you uh, can. I saw, you can. I, saw, I saw it a second time with Chris last night, uh, and it was awesome. Um, but yeah, so I would also like to hear what he liked about the movie as well. So to start, uh, Flash Thompson, worst, get him out. I don't want him again. It was the worst portrayal. It was almost as bad as Lex Luthor's or Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor. That was horrible. Like really bad. Uh, second, as much as, you know, we complained about his origin story, don't do his origin story. The lack of Uncle Ben in this movie, like any mention of Uncle Ben, was weird. It was out of place. Like even just have a, have something. Like you don't have to go into the story. You don't have to, but just like a name drop here or there. Nothing. And it's like, wait, your uncle dies, the man who raised you, and you never talk about him again. Your aunt never talks about him again. It was weird. And I don't know, having Tony be the one that's like. You're responsible, the responsible power, blah, blah, blah. I was like, man, that's Uncle Ben's thing. Uh, that kind of ruined it for me. Um, just a little bit. Like, it's, None of these things are critical. Like, They didn't make me enjoy the movie less. Uh, I almost had a thing, like, was annoyed with the MJ thing at the end. Uh, for those who don't know, um, it was revealed that Michelle, the snarky, sarcastic girl throughout the entire time, at the end, she goes, my friends call me MJ. And I was like, no, no. And then I did read an article by Kevin Feige. And he said, this is not MJ. Good. Uh, that this is 
this is not the same person, nothing. This is not MJ. But what bothers me with that is it's essentially what they did at Dark Knight Rising when they said at the very end with uh, Joseph Gordon-Lovett's character, and she's like, you should go by your real name, Robin. It's just like, say Dick Grayson. Say, you know, you should go with your real name, Timothy, or Jason. It's just like, Robin, come on. And it's like the idea that Michelle is going to be his next love interest. That's what it's going to be. Um, but because this person was not MJ whatsoever, not in the least bit, uh, which I was like, if they're going to do MJ, just do it well. But I'm not, so. I'm, I'm kind of already disobeying what I said I was just going to yeah. do. I'm not going to say anything about the movie that negative. I, I'm actually leaving all negatives out of this movie. Okay. movie. Um, except for this. Except for well, this. I hated that character. Yeah. I hated everything about that character. <laughs> Yeah. I it like you said it doesn't deter me from loving the movie. Yeah. But I hated that character. I really really I really, think you hated I strongly disliked that character. <laughs> you way more than I did. I actually didn't mind the character, but no. until until they were like I'm in I'm, I'm MJ, but the only good thing she yielded was the teacher played by Martin Starr had some funny things in response to her, like during when she made that remark about the slaves building the monument yeah, in Washington like, DC. He's like I don't think oh, oh okay. <laughs> yeah, so so some some of his reactions yeah. to what she said were funny because it's Martin Starr and he's just awesome. And then when she's like, "Can we get there early so I can start my protesting?" He's like, "Well, that is the patriotic." Damn thing it, to- she did say that. That was <laughs> yeah. so irritating. And Never, then okay, I'm and done. then he goes, I, "I'm talking more than I wanted to." But and what I love about that because he goes, "Well, protesting is American." <laughs> no, protesting is patriotic. It's patriotic. Yeah. yeah, I love it. Um, uh, I do not like. How he defeated the vulture, um, at all? I think that was a very lackluster ending. Uh, I liked the fight scene leading up to that little bit, uh, but I did, yeah, I didn't like that. Spider-Man was not the reason that Vulture lost. That annoyed me. Um, uh, I did not like that. Tony Stark gave Peter everything. That uh, Peter didn't create any of the gadgets that he had uh, that was just all handed to him. And to me, that kind of took away from his character uh, that uh, we had this person who was very sciencey, was very smart. Um, but all he did was create his web. That was it. Uh, then the last bit that I will say is I loved Tom Holland's Peter Parker and I loved Tom Holland's Spider-Man. What I didn't love is that they tried, they said many times that he was a loser, but they never showed it. Like, anytime he showed up, everyone was like, Peter's here, this is awesome. Or, like, where's Peter? We need him. Peter, Peter, Peter. Everyone relied on Peter. Like, even, even Liz was like, oh, I've always liked you. And it's just like, that's not... That wasn't Peter Parker before he became Spider-Man. Before he became Spider-Man, Peter Parker was a loner. Um, that no one really liked him. He was kind of arrogant with how smart he was. Um, that when when he went up to Liz, like she would ignore him. Um, so they, they tried to go with that when Ned was like, we're still losers. And they did the whole Penis Parker thing. But it seemed like that was somewhere else that never 
like was shown with this movie at all. Um, which was kind of annoying, but uh, it's some stuff that I can just leave leave out. That's about it. It came off more as just playful razzing, yeah, and not like we truly don't like this guy, yeah. So I think think that's about it. Overall, I give this movie. I upped my score. I give this movie an eight point five. Me too. Um, I know I only I chimed know, in about the things that you didn't like, but no, I loved this movie. I don't think it breaks my top five, but I I did enjoy this movie. Top five Marvel or superhero movies? Oh, it definitely doesn't break my top five of superhero movies, but Marvel movies. Yeah. In Spider Man rankings. It's number two. I wish I could remember my least favorite top five, my, like my top five least favorite movies. Remember, remember that episode? Oh, our worst. Yeah, that's one of our like most listened to episodes. I'm glad it should be. That was one <laughs> of my favorite ones yeah. we did. Was that already a year ago? Uh, that was last. Wasn't that last spring or last summer? It might have been. It was. I think your dad was still here in town. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I enjoyed the movie. So let's talk about what what we liked vulture is easily the next to loki one of the best marvel villains yes um just because he's the done, car saying dude yeah he's, he's unreal threatening, he's intimidating and he's the reasons for him to be who he is are down to earth yeah um and he's not what i loved about this is it was very much so a friendly neighborhood spider-man villain like he wasn't out there to destroy the world. No, he was there pushing uh, super weapons to gangsters. Mm-hmm. Um, mem- like Just gang making members. money. Yeah, making money on the streets. Uh, and at the end, it was showed that he didn't even care about killing Peter. He just wanted the stuff so he could get money, so he could uh, provide for his family. Right. Um, I also like how they they pushed him, seeming a little bit insane, but he wasn't actually like. Yeah, he wasn't actually like bat crap crazy. Yeah, and he even he, showed, but, but it it pushed it a little bit, like like the part in the uh, car where his eyebrows raise, yeah. and he and he says, "Bet you were scared without your old pal Spider Man," and it's like this guy is about to boil over the edge, but yeah. he never like his you know he never does the cross eyed Keaton thing where it's where it's like the you you know the let's get nuts scene yeah. in Batman. He never quite gets that crazy, but. uh they push it just enough. When he and, pulled when he pulled the gun out. Oh that? yeah, in the car. Yeah, I was like, whoa. Yeah. Whoa. I mean, even that scene where he like kills his henchman, he didn't mean to. Like he was trying but to But he use... didn't really care either. Yeah. He was like, Oh, okay. Yeah, he, he, no, I remember he goes, I thought this was the anti gravity <laughs> gun. He's like, No, that's over there. He goes, Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and he didn't care at <laughs> yeah. all. Now you're the shocker. Yeah. Uh, some Easter eggs. Let's give out some Easter eggs. Little points here. Betty Brant. But Easter's over. Easter's over. Sorry. Um, Betty Brant was in the movie. She, uh, blonde, which was weird. But, uh, for those who do not know, Betty Brant was Spider-Man's first official girlfriend. Um, second crush, but first, uh... First girlfriend. They kind of went out of their way, it seems, to make every one of the high school kids look and feel totally different than they ever have before. Yeah. It was kind of, it's it's kind of... It's, like, if, if you showed this movie to 
just the high school scenes without Spider-Man or anything, and you told someone who uh, who is, like, reading the original Spider-Man stuff, mm-hmm. and we're like, this is Spider-Man, they'd be like, no, it's not. <laughs> they because like, no. because the high school characters are so different yeah. looking. Yes, and I do applaud. And them they don't for, seem like them themselves. Either. I do applaud them for getting people who look like high schoolers. Yes, that was cool. Um, this they were definitely the only teenagers. thing that this Flash Thompson had going for him. Yes, because the one from the original movie looked like he was thirty eight years old. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, everyone looked like they were thirty eight in that high school. Yeah, freaking Mary Jane, come on. Yeah, Come high on. schoolers don't look like that. Uh, they might now, but, you know, they didn't back then. They did not back then. Do you ever just wonder if it's because, we, you know, that was when we were in high school and we just didn't notice, or... Yeah, I I don't know. You, think, just, you like, think kids look more grown up now? Uh, like I seniors. I don't know, man. I remember, I mean, the other day I was uh, at the... Uh, Maybe not. The other day I was at the uh, gym, like, just waltzing through and like some of the some of the guys are really scrawny yeah like well that's the, that's the thing like i feel like like not like lean i mean i like feel like small. guys yeah i feel like males are shorter and scrawnier mm-hmm. these days uh and girls are taller and more possible out. yeah i mean good for them you know getting those jeans rising to the top for a second i thought you said getting in those jeans like like no no no, no. <laughs> i will not talk about high schoolers like that uh, but yeah, so I enjoyed the fact that these were high schoolers. Uh, I did, I liked Ned. Um, he did kind of get too, too much occasionally, but I, I enjoyed him. Um, Aunt May was great. Yeah. And it was funny. Apparently, uh, Melissa, is it Melissa? Marissa Tomei. Ma- Marissa. Marissa yeah. Tomei. Uh, she freaked out when she found out that uh, Aunt May is like elderly. Oh, really? Yeah. So I read something. Wh- when about did that? that? When did she find out? Just recently. Really? She didn't know. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised just, they didn't just tell her. Yeah. I found out that. Haven't has she not seen the other Spider-Man movies? I don't know. That's just kind of funny. I don't know. Uh. Because those are pretty universal. Like, everyone saw those movies when they came out. It's true. It's true. Everyone. Everyone. Except for Marissa. Everyone and their aunt. They're May. great. Yeah. So, originally, May and Ben were supposed to be his grandparents. Uh, and Steve Ditko drew them like that. And then... Obviously. And uh, uh, good old they, Stanley... Because they look 130 years old. <laughs> yeah. They, she still does. And uh, Stanley, Stanley changed it like right off of, like without telling him, and made them his aunt and uncle. Yeah, it. I mean, it doesn't make sense. It makes no sense, which is why when people are like, "She's not old," I was like, "Yeah, because this is someone's actual aunt. Like, this is a teenager's aunt." I remember in the uh, first one thinking Uncle Ben just looked like a you know an older an older guy but still yeah. like on on the far edge of middle age. And Aunt May looked like ninety five. Yeah, she looked like <laughs> she was about ready to die. Yeah, uh, like and the, they, the scene did... the scene where she uh, where the Green Goblin bursts up on yeah, the top of the house. Like... I mean, I remember thinking, oh, she's just gonna die she's from gonna shock. Die, yeah, from a heart attack. Yeah, and he's like, finish the prayer. Um. From evil, 
That scene really scared me as a little kid. Because oh, I mean, I wasn't like, that little. I was I th- was I in middle school? I can't remember. But I I was. It's just scared. He bursts through the wall, like it's. It's it's pretty scary. Mm-hmm. So super scary. But when he's like, finish it, finish it. It's like, jeez, I love that movie. Whoa, that is such a good movie. Um. So to rank my Spider-Man movies, mm-hmm. uh, starting from the bottom, the bottom. But, uh, Top five? Are you ranking all of them, or just like you're ranking all the Spider-Man movies? Yeah, uh, worst. There's only been five. Worst of it. Okay, cool. No, no, there's been six. Yeah, six. Uh, so worse. Amazing Spider-Man two, terrible. Spider-Man three, Amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Man one, Spider-Man Homecoming, and Reigning King, uh, Spider-Man two. I think mine would be about the same. Only I would uh, swap one and two. It's because you've only seen two t- once, so. You think I'd like it more? No? Uh, I don't know, but you've only seen it once, so. When it came out in theaters. I didn't see it in theater. I saw it. I, oh, I, I, ran it I ran it. Oh. Yeah. I, I saw it in theaters. I bet you did. I did. <laughs> the first one I didn't. I saw that when it came out on DVD. Uh, I love that movie. Spider-Man 2, so good. Especially when there's a scene where it's like, raindrops are falling on my head. I just remember MJ running in the wedding dress. Oh, that's like the end. Yeah, I know, but that's what I remember. And I remember Doc Ock talking about how T.S. Eliot was more complicated than advanced science. (laughs) I do remember that. Oh, the yeah, poetry. And she's she's like, I was studying T.S. Eliot, and he's like, I remember. I remember. I just remember that conversation. It was like... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was him and his wife, right? Mm-hmm. Then she died. What do you think about them get, not having Doc Ock with a bowl cut? In that movie? Yeah. I mean, it still looked goofy. Yeah. So. No, I'm, I know. I'm not too worried. I mean, that bowl cut's hideous. It's <laughs> atrocious. <laughs> Spider-Man makes fun of every time he fights Doc Ock. <laughs> it's so bad. Well, it's just it, it's awesome because it gives him like comedic comedic fodder. Like, every other character has had a redesign that kind of makes them look cooler. That Bulka is still on Otto Octavius. Yeah. It's still there. It's so bad. I don't know why. Get rid of that Bulka. Get rid of it. You you don't think now that it's be, kind of become iconic? I mean, it, it, is stay? I, it is iconic, but oh, it's so bad. Does he still have the glasses? Yeah. Nice. He looks exactly the same. That's awesome. I know. I, I well, think he's that's dead great. Now, so it doesn't look the same. You mean the last version of him had it? Yeah. Gotcha. Let's carry on. Uh, my, my allergies are really bad. Yeah. <sighs> Do you, did you, uh, so you like the movie. What's yes. your, what's your favorite part? My favorite part of the whole movie is probably the car scene or actually really just that whole transition where the twist comes in that he is her father, okay. that he is Liz, Al- Liz Allen's dad. Okay. Um, Elizabeth Toomes. Yes. Liz Toombs. Liz Toombs. Liz Toombs Which I did doesn't look ring up. as well as Liz Allen does. It does not. Because Toombs. because the person who named her is the master of naming. so Stan? Uh, Stan Stanley. He is pretty great with names. I mean, Dr. J. Jonah Jameson? Come on. J. Jonah Jameson Jr. Yeah. No, Dr. Victor Von Doom. Oh, so good. <laughs> so good. Really good. So good. No, I think he's the he's the master. Reed Richards, Susan Storm, Johnny Storm. He's the ben master Grimm. of alliteration, like yeah. just just the names. Think think how much um, 
Mary Jane Watson. Alliteration is just in Dr. Victor Von Doom. Like, there are so many Victor D's and V's Victor in there. Von Doom. Best Marvel villain. Uh, my favorite is when he's figuring out the webs uh, in the... Oh, yeah, that was great. In the, sh- in the shelter. Yeah, that was really cool. He's trapped, and then he's it's like... It's been 37 minutes. And he's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, no. No, that was good. I like that scene. Uh, I also love the scene at the end where they're in the bathroom, and Happy's like, I've been with Mr. Stark for this long, and then the kid like flushes the toilet. Oh, gosh, and, like, that was really like, funny. This awkward. That was his... so awkward. Yeah. And that kid was moving at glacial speed. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> couldn't take the hands. damn hint. Yeah. And then he just like throws it away and he's like staring at them like as he's walking out. Oh, so funny. It was really funny. Like yeah. th- that kid did a good job of just moving extra slow. Yeah. Um, like, <laughs> um, you don't mind if I chime in oh, no. for a sec? Uh, just speaking from the perspective of somebody who doesn't read comic books a whole lot, but still enjoys, you know, those kind of movies. And, uh-huh. um, I'm not going to say I'm speaking for other people, but just for myself, you speak for everyone. I, for I really, yeah, well, I really enjoyed the movie. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was hilarious. Uh, yeah. pretty light for, uh, one of those superhero movies, but yeah, definitely. Um, I feel like Spider-Man movies. Well, I don't know. The earlier ones were pr- pretty heavy, but this one I thought, was pretty light. Um, but one thing that bothered me was when he was in the truck and he got trapped in there mm-hmm. and they like went over a bump or something mm-hmm. and he hit the ceiling and that knocked him out. No, no, no. So he, uh, so when he fell, he knocked the, he knocked the little transporter thing, the one, the dimensional thing where he can go through walls. Yeah. He knocked that off. So it made it the ceiling solid. Uh, and then he tried to jump out. Okay. Yeah. And so he, he like, jumped at full strength to jump out of the thing and, like, pretty much just gave himself a concussion when he hit the ceiling. Ah, uh, that... Yeah, I mean, I, I get, like, you know, Spider-Man, superhuman strength, whatever. Yeah. But, like, he literally got pulled through, like, a brick mailbox container thing, like, at one of those big houses. Right. Behind mm-hmm. that minivan and i was just like man not minivan but van um i see what you're saying that he yeah. went through all that and that one little thing gave him a concussion yeah. and like if he was going 100 percent all of his strength i could see that that might do it but all the stuff he went through before that mm-hmm. and i'm also just wondering since he wasn't expecting this whereas when he's getting pulled he's like bracing himself more able to brace yeah yeah, yeah i suppose yeah Cause it, it even when you see it, like it looks like you, it looks like he like snaps his neck when he hits the ceiling, and he falls down. I was also wondering when he was climbing the uh, Washington Monument. Yeah. Did you notice like he would slip every once in a while? Yeah, cause I think uh, I think what they were doing with that is his shoes. Not every little bit can stick to the wall. Huh. But wasn't he kind of able to almost stand horizontally when he was... Well, yeah. That would be the bottom of his shoes. He was, like, using... The outsides. Like, he was using the tips, like the... Like his toes. Right. Yeah. Because he was also slipping on the, the jet as well. Yeah, that's true. End. But he had wind coming at that. He did have wind. <laughs> Some major wind. Yeah. 
That wingsuit, though. The hammock. Oh, so cool. <laughs> the, oh, and the hammock was great. I love the hammock. I like yeah, I like the wingsuit and the the jump ropes with the web. Yeah, like that's classic Spider-Man stuff. Yeah, Using that was... the web to like create things. Create things is like that's that's old school. Spider-Man. Yeah, '60s Spider-Man. He used yeah. to create parachutes with that. Yeah, I remember those in the old cartoon. Yeah. Oh, another question I had. Yeah. Um, that where he got pulled up by the uh, what was his name? The Vulture. 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 Yeah. And then got dropped. Yeah. And he was falling in that parachute that was his parachute right yes yeah yeah okay uh, the suit had a parachute built in right they reference Which, it later in the movie like on you, the know, monument. you haven't reloaded your parachute yet oh yeah, yeah. And she's like okay, yeah yeah she's so she goes so if you fell from this height it'd be very critical yeah yeah she was great too i loved that you know who the voice was right we talked about last podcast or yeah last podcast jennifer connelly jennifer connelly that's so great. I know. She has a wonderful <laughs> voice. She does. It, it, she's just It made me wonderful. feel warm inside when she was talking. I just <laughs> felt I felt like, you know, I was at home. Yeah. <laughs> and then when she's like when he's talking to her and he goes, "Well, I don't know if uh she'd like me." You know, she'd probably be expecting Tony Stark. Yeah. And she and she goes, "Well, I wouldn't be disappointed." Oh yeah. Uh, well, if you were to ask me, I wouldn't be disappointed. Ah, uh, so good. That was really cute. When yeah. he had just saved Liz and was like hanging upside down. Yeah, and she's like, "This is your moment." Kiss her, <laughs> <laughs> and then he falls. Oh man, the yeah. movie is fun though. So it if is. you have not it's seen it, movie. we have just spoiled a lot of stuff, but definitely go see it. It it's it's, it's fun. It's, it's enjoyable. A uh, lot of very comedic moments. Every. I love the scene where he's like being Spider-Man and then he swings his web but like misjudges how far away the ground is and he like slides on the ground. Oh, just seeing him without buildings was hilarious. Yeah. yeah. That whole scene where he's like running through stuff. I mean, that was Ferris Bueller. Yeah. And they, they even, even had, had Ferris, Ferris Bueller, Bueller playing. playing. Yeah. Yep. Uh, little Easter egg. Miles Morales' uncle is in this movie. Uh, he is played by Donald Glover. Donald Glover, aka Childish Gambino, um, and Miles Morales is the Ultimate Spider-Man, who then is now in the current universe because Ultimate Universe doesn't exist anymore. Uh, but Donald Glover, Aaron Davis, uh, his character, even hinted at Miles Morales being in there, which is when Peter is interrogating him, and he goes. You know, I don't want those guns here anyways. I have a nephew who lives in this neighborhood. Um, right. Which is definitely Miles Morales. Uh, I liked when he, when he said, you don't know much about this part of the game, yeah, do you? You're not, was, he's like, you're terrible at this that part. That was so funny. And like when he comes up and he's, and like, he's, like, he's like, I'm he's threatening. Like, <laughs> I just love how innocent Peter was in like, like when he first shows up with the guys robbing the ATM and he like puts his arm up. Oh on yeah. The he just rests. He's like, and he's all like, hey guys. You're not the real Avengers. Hey. Uh, and then when he's like, aren't you going to ask me where where the meeting's at? And he, like, runs up to the car and he, like, puts his hands on. He's like, oh, yeah, tell me. Like, yeah. like we're friends. Like, yeah, I want to know. And it was just so, it was so good. Just, like, classic, just Spider-Man. Being Holland goofy. is by, he, he was a godsend. That guy uh, is so perfect. He yeah. is as perfect for Spider-Man as... Robert Downey Jr. was for Iron Man, as Chris, Chris Hemsworth was Hemsworth for Thor, and Evans for Captain America. Yeah. Those guys are all perfect. Yeah, and I, 
I loved how awkward Peter was, mm-hmm. even when he was talking to Liz. Yeah, he's everything. He's really just he's magic as Peter Parker. He yeah. just he he really is perfect for that role. Yeah. So, Spider Man, go see it. Excellent film, Cody. Yes. Your favorite recent read? My favorite recent read was uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Volume Three: Shadows of the Past. Okay. Um, they are being chased down by the dude who heads the lab that they escaped from when they were small little critters. Okay. Um, in this in this version, oh, you mean when they were saved by Megan Fox? <laughs> so, so I just want to explain that Cody just gave me the most like. Like, death stare of all death yeah, stares. Yeah, yeah, it was the death stare to end all death stares. I was like, you shut up right now. Um, gosh. Jeez. Sorry. What piece of crap. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, anyways, uh, no, uh, in the story, though, April O'Neil does set them... Well, hold on a second. I think, actually, Splinter saves her life... Okay. Essentially, and because they're because the Foot Clan members break into the lab, mm-hmm. um, and anyways, that's earlier on in the story. That's in like I think that's in like the first trade. In the third trade, um, uh, Hob, who is the cat character, right? You, you familiar? With I remember him? him from the first trade. Yeah. Yeah. Who he was, you know, kind of the same thing. He was an animal, and he mm-hmm. the ooze, yeah, all that shenanigans. Um, but he, Hob was tainted by, uh, the, the ooze is like running like in like a dirty alleyway. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was kind of like a, not a very pure form of the chemical, okay. which is why Splinter and the turtles are ma- good hearted. Well, I think it's not, well, not only that, I think it's a, it's also got to do with why, um, they're just, Strong. I think they're stronger, and they're just okay. they're just smarter, and everything. Hob isn't really he. I mean, I, I don't want to spoil anything, but he dies. Okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> um, no, anyways, uh, the, the character Hob. I mean, he's he's uh, he's the whole time I was reading it, I was like, this guy is kind of a throwaway character. I hope he dies, and then and uh, yeah. that's what happens. But anyways, uh, no, there are so many great moments in this third trade. It's by far my favorite out of the three of them. Okay. Uh, mainly because of the ending and uh, the way they tie Casey and April O'Neil together is really cool because they aren't just like pulled from two separate, like, you know, sources at, at different times. Like, oh, mm-hmm. we're both going to help out the turtles now. Like, they actually, like, he's giving her self defense lessons okay. for academic. Uh, Purposes. To, uh, purposes. He needs a tutor because he wants to play college hockey. Okay. And he can't do that if he uh, doesn't doesn't get, have decent grades. grades. And uh, I don't. Know, I I like that they they've humanized Casey and his dad is that drunk and he he hates his dad and his mom's passed away and he just wishes she was back and so he's this tortured guy who gets to go out and bash you know bad dude's skulls mm-hmm. and uh, have him and April macked yet. No, they've not. Which okay. I, I mean, I just I, I want to say it so bad, <laughs> so much. No. That's all I want. No from kidding. This. Um, but uh, it's really cool the way uh 
the final fight takes place because Splinter was captured by the the lab dude. Okay. Then, uh, recaptured not recaptured captured by uh, Shredder from the lab, and so Krang. Who, who, he, Krang he, shows up. Yeah, so Krang is the guy who like the lab dude is working for. Okay. So um, it's kind of cool how there's there's two main turtles villains already tied into this. Yeah. And it's kind of like they, have Bebop and Rocksteady been introduced? No, yet? they've not. Okay. Um, but what's really cool about this ending fight scene is like you don't see it really coming, um, mm-hmm. un- unless I mean Shredder's on the cover, so you know Shredder's turning up. But like the way it happens, it's like oh. We've heard of this foot, this mysterious foot clan, but all of a sudden, like Shredder, Splinter is kidnapped, and Shredder kidnaps him from his original captor. Yeah, Um, and Splinter just destroys a bunch of foot clan members. It's 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 just it's glorious. Yeah, like and the whole time he's sort of like talking crap, but like in his in his very wise elderly man's (laughs) way, and he's like, "No, my son." He's 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 like he's like. You have failed, and he's, uh, he's he's just super like yeah. wise sounding. And um, the one thing I really praise these comics for is um, whenever a character has an internal monologue, the the uh, the writing is just magic. It's perfect. Yeah. Uh, and they give a lot of that to Splinter throughout this uh, series when he's talking about his past life mm-hmm. as uh, Homato Yoshi and talking about his four sons and his wife who was killed. By Orokusaki, aka Shredder, um, and the way they do it, I just feel like there's more um, there's more emotive there's more of an emotive undertone to the story and more poetic justice than just oh my master and him had a feud, mm-hmm. which was what it was like Shredder just going after Splinter for because no because of his yeah. master yeah they didn't like each other it's like I don't know um so. The last fight, uh, Shredder finally bests Splinter, and then the, the turtles show up. Okay. And uh, Leo has a pretty awesome closing line, and yeah. there's just a lot of a lot of coolness going on. Sweet. So mine was kind of in the same vein of '90s, you know, childhood memories. Uh, Power Rangers Volume Three, which introduced some pretty cool stuff. Uh, does Lord Draken? mean anything to you that doesn't sound very familiar but okay so they've they've changed uh they've changed something then from going from the tv show hmm uh lord zed was in it yeah yeah and this is the this is lord draken lord draken yeah he definitely well he definitely didn't exist in mighty morphin okay for a fact so i don't want to spoil anything for you because you have not read i don't think i have i even read i don't think i've read the second volume either no uh i will Small little thing, a certain sword shows up. That's all I'll say. That's all I'll say. Uh, but a certain sword shows up. Yeah, it could be a few. Yes. So that's a, that's all I'll say. Really nice. good though. Um, they had this. Does little... it get more exciting? Because uh, the first one, I was kind of like, oh, this is okay. The second one's more exciting. I lied. I have read the second one. I have. Oh, Were you there did? Green Rangers by the end? Yes. Yes, I have read that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes. Um. So the so the third one. There, one thing I am confused about. Uh, not really. Never mind. I mean, they haven't. It's less exciting than the second one, but it's still good. It does more backstory stuff. Cool, uh, especially with Billy. 
like it focuses on who he is as a Power Ranger. Uh, and so there's this a huge section of this is actually like when he first starts out as a Power Ranger and how he he has trouble trying to fight the monsters because he's too afraid to. Um, that's kind of cool because that's realistic. Yeah, and that then plays into who Billy's character would be. Yeah, and it has a, he looks afraid to really, fight. A really cool moment between him and Zach, where uh, he's talking to Zach and and um, Zach's like, "Well, you're you were just afraid. That's that's not a big deal." And he goes, "Well, I'm a Power Ranger, and Power Rangers shouldn't have fear." And Zach's like, "Who told you that?" Like, he's like, "I'm always afraid." Yeah, uh, that's cool. And so it was just like this cool moment between him and Zach, which I feel like you haven't gotten cool moments with Zach. He's kind of been a douche. Yeah, he he um, is kind of, he is kind of a douche in the uh, in, in the, the first, in the comics. Yeah, and so so it was a nice moment to get this this little like cooler side of Zach. One thing that I've noticed about Power Rangers, and I man, I don't, I I know we have an episode to finish here, but I just wanted to chime in with this. Yeah, one thing is that in both the movie. And the the, the late, latest movie, and then the new comics, is in order to give the characters depth. I feel like they've made some of the characters a little less likable. Yeah. Kim, Kimberly in the movie, yeah, they made her deeper in a sense because she really is just kind of a you know typical mm-hmm. valley girl in the in the show. But she's likable, yeah. Like she's, I think the funny and thing, fun, and she's the funny not, thing is like everyone gave out their like dark secrets of like. Like what's wrong with them? Yeah, and, and now then, hers is like nothing. Hers is nothing, but hers is also like, man, you're like a terrible person. <laughs> yeah, you're just a bad person. Yeah, like Jason's Jason's is unexpect, like, like unrealistic expectations from his father that he doesn't want to meet. Uh, then you have Zach, where it's like, my mom is dying, my dad's already gone. I don't know. Billy's like, my dad's dead. I have autism. It's like. And he was the best thing in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you've got Trini, who's like, I don't know where I am in life. My family doesn't understand me, so I feel like I I live. I'm an outcast in my own home. Yeah. And then she's like, Yeah, I sent uh, pictures of uh, my best friend naked to people. <laughs> yeah, it, and you're just it like, really it's just like, well, well it's like, what? so you don't really have problems. <laughs> you just need to work on who you are. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just like it's like, like really it's, it's not like other people your problems are just you being a jerk yeah not something else in your way and then she's like I'm a monster and it's like you kind of are yeah no, but it was it was just funny because like you created your problem everyone else like this is just there needs to be a scene on like some comedy <laughs> sketch show making fun of it where she like she she tells Jason about it or someone and then she pulls out her phone and she goes. See, here's the photo. Here's the photo. You she want to see the photo? Him. You want to see it? <laughs> <laughs> and like, and then like it recurs, and like there's like a jump cut, and she's in the command center. Zordon. Hey, Zordon. Here's the so photo. So this is the picture of like what got me in trouble. Uh, yeah. But the volume three was good. Like I, I still enjoyed it. They explored Lord Dracon, um, who is the Dark Knight that they're fighting in the second one. That was a Zord. Cool. Yeah, and they were fighting a, a Zord that he was controlling remotely. Uh, so then on to our last segment, Golden Oldies. These are just recommendations of older comics yeah. that 
We just think that you should go and check out Cody. What's yours? Um, if I had to pick one, like offhand right now, I'd say uh, Weapon X. The other day, I just picked it up just to just to look through the uh, artwork, and it just mm-hmm. it's just it's so good. Um, I've reread it multiple times, mm-hmm. and I'm really impressed because I think I mentioned this on the show once before. Barry Windsor Smith uh, wrote it and did the artwork for it. Weapon X is when they introduced him having bone claws, right? I mean, I mean, you mean uh. The uh, Wolverine. Well, they introduced. Oh, you mean the fact that he had bone claws and they put yes. the adamantium over them? Yeah. I, yes. Okay. Um. So, for those who do not know, awesome that was read. not that was not original canon. Right. Um. That was introduced way later. Uh. That. He oh. Had oh. Oh. No. I'm. I'm wrong. I'm. Is well. That, is that origins? It might. Well. It is in origins. Yeah. It is in origins. It, that might have been where it was. So I might be getting my wires crossed there. Okay. They do talk about fusing his skeleton with adamantium in that. Yeah. Which is, I mean... It's the same thing. Same thing. Uh, one thing I will say about the artwork, I love it. Some people might think that it's too liney. There are a lot of lines, and there's a lot of detail. When was this drawn? In the 80s. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> well, yeah, but... I mean, the 80s was full of lines. The 90s was full of pouches. Yes. Yes. And rippling muscles. Go read any 90s comic, and every single superhero has just, like, bulging muscles everywhere. And pouches. And pouches. And guns, for no reason. A lot of characters had guns in the <laughs> 90s, yeah. It's thanks to Rob Liefeld. Well, if you look at how the, the Punisher was drawn yeah. during that era, yeah. Yeah. Pouches Deadpool, and muscles. Cable, Captain America, pouches everywhere. Captain America is the one character who, in fact, I never thought used guns often enough. Considering he's a master marksman and a military, uh, it's because he know. doesn't like he, to, he 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 won't kill people unless it's like a last resort. Yeah, I know. But when you when you look at like the work that he's done, like defending his country in you know in a, in wars and stuff, in mm-hmm. a in a, he's been in a lot of wars and still you just use his shield. No, I get it. It's to it's to prove that he's noble. But it's just interesting. Yeah. Like he's a guy who is a He's a weapons specialist. Yes. He knows how to use all of them so well. Yes, he does. Uh, and my golden oldie would be actually the original Amazing Spider-Man starting with Amazing Fantasy 15, um, which is, especially with Spider-Man Homecoming, I would just like recommend going out. The first villain that Spider-Man fights uh, is Vulture. Uh, so definitely go and check that out. It's a really lame fight, but it's fun. Um <laughs> Yeah, they just the redesign of Vulture for Homecoming is so perfect. They still kept I mean, he even looks old. Like they kept that he has the white hair, it's kind of like balding. Um I mean, that just might be Michael Keaton at this point. But Yeah, you know, he he has that's about how yeah. he looks now. And so he did look older and they had the uh his bomber jacket has yeah. the fur, so it kind of looks like the the white feathering that Vulture has. But the black vulture suit is so much better than oh. the stupid green. He looks awesome, suit. actually. Yeah. I like I like the vulture costume oh, ab- when he's, ab- about as much as I like the green goblin costume. When he's perched on the uh, sign with the talons and stuff, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was so cool. No, his costume is awesome. Yeah, uh, but yeah, go check that out. I highly recommend it. It's fun. It's really all to it to say to it because the original comics, there's really no depth. It's all just fun. Yeah. Well, thank you.